Oh, why, hello there. And welcome back to another episode of What's With You, Scooby-Doo. That's right, we're back. Zach Bornstein joins me for this unconventional episode. Uh, we talk about an episode of, uh, of uh, Be Cool Scooby-Doo. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, he had never seen it before, and he's also uh, older than me. So <laughs> we, we, we have a lot of fun kind of talking about the differences of the <laughs> last incarnation of Scooby-Doo. It's a good time. Uh, a lot of weird things come up, though. Uh, the the, the short-lived NBC series Chuck, which I remember a lot of commercials for happening around the same time Heroes was happening. Uh, the first and second series, of course, which fell victim to the writer strike of 2008, 7? Whatever. Anyways, you're not here for those kinds of facts. Uh, there's also a really interesting visual bit where um, I explain voguing to Zach, but I show him so you don't get it. Voguing is the Madonna hand dance where you put boxes around your face. Anyways. Burying the lead a little bit because this is a two-part episode. So, Zach and I decided to watch the episode together over the internets, and so... I decided to remove that portion instead of just editing it in, and that will be released tomorrow as a separate commentary track. So what you will have here today is our conversation surrounding the episode, and then there will be an addendum track tomorrow, which will be a commentary. So if you'd care to watch the episode of Be Cool Scooby-Doo in real time with us, you now have that option. Because... I deemed it so. I am a podcast god. To refute that statement, I will now talk a small disclaimer about the audio quality. Uh, we recorded over the internet, um, and I messed up. <laughs> That's basically all there is to it. Uh, so, unfortunately, my track in it is not as crisp and clean as I usually hold my standards to. And for that, I apologize. But it is not unlistenable by any stretch of the imagination. So, without further ado, I think that covers everything. Please enjoy, and to the podcast. Let's do this. Let's get this show on the road here. Oh, man. I feel like the show's already been on the road. I'm giving you gold here, man. Gold. <laughs> you need to make sure... What, this wasn't recording the whole time? Well, now I'm just... <laughs> I gave you that awesome material on the drop-up down menu on your phone. <laughs> that shit's good. People need to know this. <laughs> I'm publishing a book later this month. <laughs> what's with you scooby-doo today on the podcast i have zach bold and flavorful bornstein howdy thanks for having me well thank you very much for being on sir uh how are you doing today i'm doing bold and flavorful apparently 
<laughs> is that only today? <laughs> that's the first time I've gotten that nickname, and honestly, it's very sticky. I think that's me from now on. <laughs> <laughs> if you introduce yourself as that, I got to admit, I always come up with these on the fly. That was probably the clunkier one that I've come up with. <laughs> Bold and flavor. Hi, uh, so nice to meet you, uh, Mr. Senator. I'm Zach from uh, Bold and Flavorful Bornstein. You do air quotes uh, every time, too. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, bold and flavorful with an ampersand, not spelled out. Thank you so much. Uh, You're looking at his assistant for that? <laughs> it's on my checks and everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to cash the check and they won't let you because they didn't put it in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they spelled out and, so I can't cash the check. I it. Hi, Cindy. This is uh, Zach Bold and Flavorful Bornstein. Can you read out that check? <laughs> you wrote Zesty and Flavorful, uh, which is true, but not my name. <laughs> you spelled bold with an E, which I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> it's the British spelling. B-O-U-L-D-E. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, welcome on. Typically, we start off with a little history lesson, a little getting to know you. Uh, okay. How did you come to our Lord and Savior Scooby-Doo? I mean, are you, uh, did you watch cartoons as a kid? I mean, what happened? Uh, I definitely watched it a little bit, but it wasn't my, it wasn't my number one jam as a kid. I was, uh, I was a big Dragon Ball Z kid. I was into the Angry Beavers I liked a lot, Dexter's Lab, Hey Arnold. Those kind of shows. I like Scooby Doo, but it was never like it was never required viewing for me. Ooh. It was always a nice add-on. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so you like uh, obviously grew up in the '90s with that whole like <laughs> resurgence of uh, uh, creator-driven cartoons, like the Nickelodeons and the Cartoon Networks. Oh, those are great. Like the Toonami days. You remember that on Cartoon Network with like a reboot and uh, God, what were the other ones? Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing. Fuck yeah. And Johnny Quest. And uh, so good. The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Yeah. (laughs) Space Ghost was great. Uh, I recently was rewatching some Space Ghost stuff and the... (laughs) there's a subplot of the space ghost coast to coast show where he's married to bjork oh really that's funny i don't remember that so she's like she's like on the tv screen in the studio and he's like when i'm home later it better be clean (laughs) (laughs) to bjork that's great that's Uh, what eric andre said his show is very much based on oh interesting I don't remember a lot of people eating glass in Space Ghost, Ghost to Ghost, but I might be misremembering it. It was off camera. They were, it was the crew was doing it, the animators. It was in spirit. Yeah. Just the vibe of eating glass. Excellent. Well, uh, so like, I mean, with that level, uh, that era of cartoonage, especially, I feel like it, it felt very adult. And then watching like classic cartoons, you know, with like sort of the gag heavy old school style humor i mean it felt it felt dated watching it in that era where it was like put up against things like dexter's lab so you wait you're saying that like the hey arnold's and dexter's labs were more adult friendly well well the the humor in retrospect feels more sophisticated and subtle rather oh, than yeah. banana yeah. slipping yes it wasn't just anvils it was <laughs> hey arnold especially i was i rewatched an episode recently and it's so like it doesn't like glorify New York. It's kind of just like a real, like everyone's apartments are small, but not like 
not like cartoonishly so and like it's like like a little dirty but like i don't know it's really good it's like kind of just like an honest portrayal of brooklyn it's not uh it's not sex in the city glamour but at the same time (laughs) a daredevil level of uh uh, uh, filth and degradation (laughs) yeah it wasn't helga going out on the town it's baby bear it's just right (laughs) yeah I love that show, but I think you're right that it, they were more, I think that was a, a more, that was a much, that was an up, uh, an evolution in the cartoon times. Well, I mean, it, like at some point creators had to take it seriously, right? Like, cause I mean, I'm not saying that they weren't taking it seriously in the sixties and seventies, but that idea of like, Oh, we're creating a cartoon show or we're creating a, a, a variety show when it was new, all you had to do was like, Hey, we're going to put in a musical number. And that was effort. Like that was it. That's all you had to yeah. do. Done. Like lunch, let's call it for the day. <laughs> but then well, I, probably more people doing it. And then, so it had to get more creative. And also I bet it was more economically feasible because if they could get the parents watching the cartoons with the kids, they would have better viewership. Yeah. Although that's all, I mean, it's funny. I was reading a thing on, um, a book on Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh yeah. Another great one. And you know, I mean, that was like the fifties and even then they're saying like, well, what we want to do is do a show that parents can watch with their kids. That's entertaining to the parents as, as well. So, I mean, you know, this, this idea has been out there for half a century. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So today uh, we decided to go <laughs> new school on this. So we're Do they still make them uh, about every three or four years. A new series seems to come out. Oh, they really do still like to this day. It's is it the same voice actors and everything? Only one of them, uh, Frank Welker. Uh, he plays uh, Freddy, and now he plays Scooby Doo. But he's been Freddy since 1969. Oh my God. So then it's just other voice actors who do good impressions of the original voice actors. Yeah. Yeah. Although uh, Shaggy is now played by Matthew Lillard, who played him in the live action movie. Mm, I see. Of course, you might know him from Scream or SLC Punk. Oh, (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I don't really know who this guy is, but he sounds great. <laughs> Real humanitarian from those credits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, did you watch the new Twin Peaks? No, no, oh. I didn't. I should. Oh, well, he's in that as well. So, oh, it's just too much. There's too much TV, and there's just not enough time. Like you have to. It's like a job now to keep up with everything. Well, and I feel like the import put on it by social media especially when like everybody's watching you know game of thrones or yeah uh you know i mean like like this didn't happen when lost first came out everybody watched it but not everybody had a forum to talk about it constantly yeah yeah you wouldn't it was easier to avoid if you weren't although people would just like chat in the office still yeah and but it wasn't the places you were going, like if, if it's water cooler talk, you can just be like, oh, I, I'm not watching that show and go back to your desk. But when you're on Twitter and every third tweet is about, I don't know, Deadwood? <laughs> sure. I don't think people are tweeting that much about Deadwood. No, no people are talking about a show from 10 years ago. <laughs> every third tweet's about Deadwood. <laughs> uh, you know, I think this Swergeon character is a bad guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's all Trump, the Golden State Warriors, and Deadwood on Twitter. <laughs> he can't escape them. <laughs> the three pillars of modern society. <laughs> I can't get away from all these tweets about Blue Mountain State. <laughs> I just want to go into Facebook once without seeing a long, honest post about Deadwood. <laughs> 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 all right so uh i'm zero for three uh but today we're talking about uh the the latest series that that came out which is uh be cool scooby-doo which took the series in a very different direction probably the most uh drastic left turn since maybe like pup named scooby-doo in the sense that they tried to they tried to do something unique rather than just kind of recreating the magic of the original series. Mm-hmm. Do you have any opening thoughts? Usually people find the animation jarring. It really does look very different. It's a much simpler, it's a more minimalistic style. Yeah, and it definitely feels more contemporary. Like when I first saw it, the thing I thought of was um, uh, the Bill Burr show. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Like F Family. Yeah, this looks like uh, if like the if like the Family Guy animation company did an episode of Scooby Doo. <laughs> like they don't look the same. They look like it's you know you remember where there were those crossover episodes where you'd see like the Family Guy like draw the Simpsons and the Simpsons draw the Family Guy guys and stuff like that. It looks like that. It like they look like they're from a different. They look like they're crashing a different show. <laughs> they also made the girls skirts so much shorter and they made them way cuter yeah the legs are longer it's like way more uh bizarrely stylized like they made everyone sexier why did they do that wait i gotta look up the i gotta compare these look at i'm looking at them now like they made yeah like in the old one i guess they were pretty short but they made the girls much leggier and like they made fred hotter <laughs> <laughs> Does that say something about you? <laughs> no, I'm just looking at how they draw it. Like that lo- almost looks like that was like their like what they were told to do by like the like head of the company. You know, like what's her name in the orange? Is that Vilma? No, that's Daphne. Daphne's in purple. Vilma's in orange. So Vilma used to be like she was supposed to be very like plain and just like kind of frumpy. And, like, have, like, a big oversized sweater and, like, this, like, ugly bowl cut. And they gave her, like, a cute pixie cut and, like, lipstick and, like, hipster glasses and, like, a much shorter skirt. You you can, like, just read network notes in their outfits. (laughs) Definitely. They got rid of her freckles. Like, they, like, totally sexed them up. This is so weird. (laughs) Even Shaggy. Like, they made his beard less shaggy. He used to look gross. He had like stray hairs just like on his face. Now they made him like, he's like kind of like hipster cool now. It's even weirder in the original one because the way that they drew it, it just looked like he had a patch of skin hanging off of his chin. (laughs) (laughs) Like he'd been grafted recently. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Like look at the old picture. Look at these. They're completely, it's like a whole different vibe they're giving off. Oh yeah. In theory, it's to complement the the new vibe of the show because it is like a very different style of humor and it's a, it's a lot more modern. But it is also, I mean, that was like the main thing when it came out that everybody sort of grafted onto imi- immediately was like how different it looks and how different the characters look. Did people talk about this online? Was this, was this as big as Deadwood? 
Uh, it was somewhere in between uh, Deadwood and uh, uh, Chuck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now I'm just going back through my brain of obscure NBC shows. <laughs> what was the one, the Jonathan Franzen one, the single guy or something? Did he uh, write a TV show? Who am I thinking of? Jonathan Silverman, I mean. Sorry. Oh, Who's okay. Jonathan Franzen? Uh, the Corrections. Oh, he's a novelist. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I was way off. Yeah, edit that out. Jesus Christ, I sound like an idiot. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. I recently said that Andy Rooney was in Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> well, that is true. He was, <laughs> he was a side character. <laughs> they even made Scooby way different. Like, they changed his, like, collar, and they made his face worse. I don't know, they made it so nose-heavy in this new one. I don't like it. Do you remember in... <laughs> okay, let's see if you can follow me down this rabbit hole. You remember in The Mask... When the dog puts on the mask. Oh, yeah. He kind of looks like that. Ah! <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, like, the proportions are all weird and, like, yeah, he just doesn't look right. Like, his lower jaw is further back. Like, they gave him, like, a full another head, <laughs> like, in front of his lower jaw. It's got, like, a butt. Are you looking at this? He's got, like, a full-on butt on the front of his nose now. And his teeth are weird. I don't like his teeth. It's horrible. All right. I'm calling up some pictures now. Let's see this. Oh, I guess they do have Daphne's freckles. Never mind. I was looking at a wide shot where they left the freckles out. But they still gave her, like, thick-ass lipstick and a much cuter haircut. Yeah, she Uh, looks like, you know, Bushwick. She looks great. (laughs) Uh, uh, Silver Lake style, uh, you know. It, it would fit in. Yeah, exactly. Somebody who would mourn Tower Records. <laughs> and they made Daphne look nicer. Daphne used to like look like kind of like the mean girl in high school. She <laughs> and they made, like she kind of was like she kind of had that like asshole vibe in the original, which I think differentiated her more from Velma. Now they all kind yeah. of look like they're on the same uh, status level. Yeah. Now they just like all look like they live in the same like building. There's no like they, uh, they could all be roommates now. And it didn't used to be like that. It was like some weird sailor who shouldn't be hanging out with them. Some like <laughs> hot sorority girl, this like random bookish girl, and then a stoner who thinks his dog can dock. Like it was like they were such a motley crew before, and now they look more coherent, which I think is worse. It just makes their the characters less interesting. Fred originally looked like he was like a side member of the Doobie Brothers, and now he looks <laughs> like he's like third percussionist for the E Street Band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He seems like he had more of a problem before. His shirt was much baggier. It was like he had like a tall tee before that was even a thing. And like <laughs> pants were baggy, and now he's got like little skinny jeans that look trendy and like Converse's and like a, just like a nice green tee. Look at the old ones. Look at the old ones of Shaggy. His 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 shirt is billowing and he looks like he's got like and, and like the neck is really low it's like he just like grabbed it at a thrift store and never washed it <laughs> he's got a scoopy v uh bell bottoms he's got bra- everybody's wearing like like uh old school loafers <laughs> yeah 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 it's look at that yeah and also he's got like the he's got like shoes with heels that like are not him that he probably just like picked up from his dad or like on the street or something like this is everyone's too put together now. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't really reek of uh, people who uh, live in a van and travel around the country. Exactly. Which before I think it had that vibe. 
because yeah. everyone had this like weird, unique specificity to it. Right. Yeah. take the right road. No, I said that Daphne was right. I said left. Like, so you were wrong? Right. Wrong, she was right. She's either right or wrong, cause what's left? So I was wrong that I was wrong? Right, you were both wrong, and so is Fred. I wasn't wrong, I was just listening to you. Me? No, not you, I was listening to Velma, and then Daphne, and then Shaggy, and now, yes, I'm listening to you, and I can't even hear myself think. So I was right? Come on, Fred, we're just trying to help. I don't need help, I need quiet. Please, if you can all just be quiet for five seconds, I'll figure out where we are on my own. Five seconds? I mean, what's the worst that could happen if we're all just quiet for five seconds? The worst that could happen <sighs> would be one of us is unable to warn the others of something bad that's gonna happen in four seconds. What are you not telling us, Velma? Out with it! Wait, did we start the five seconds already? You need to say, and go, or something. I'm being quiet. Ah, see? Here we are, the Crystal Canopy Tour Company. I told you I'd find it if you just gave me a few moments of silence. But we didn't. <sighs> I give up. boy, Fred. Well, we just Scooby did. Yeah, we did just... How many times have you said that? Be honest. Uh, a handful. You know, uh, less than a hundred and more than three. Less than a hundred. <laughs> That's a ton. <laughs> just gonna ballpark That's it. So the one that was shocking that didn't come up sooner was uh, Scooby Don't. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that seems like All an right. obvious one. Yeah, Scooby Don't. Okay, so I think there's pros and cons to the new version. Sure, sure. Uh, do we, do we want to do a list? Do you want to start with, uh, you want to start positive or you want to go straight in negative? So I think overall, the new version, it's, it's good that they tried something new. It definitely feels more modern. Definitely has more modern joke structures and more joke styles, kind of in that like animation domination style. Mm. I think I think when you're dealing with a legacy show like this, you kind of people want the what they've had. Like they they're going back to the same restaurant to order the same dish, and they want it to taste the same. Right. Like I don't know if you want to screw so heavily with the look. I think you can update the jokes without updating the characters so much. And I missed, I was looking forward to that like old school music and having the like weird indie rock version of it just felt off-putting because I was like looking forward to the nostalgia factor. Like the people watch this for the nostalgia factor, you're really like, you're, you're getting rid of all of that. Yeah, I've been coming up, up against that a lot recently, watching, just like watching TV and seeing trailers for stuff. I don't know if I talked about this previously with somebody, but the, I saw it commercial for the new disney nutcracker movie uh-huh. and it's like uh oh this girl goes into a strange world where she has to fight an evil force and it's like well what does this have to do with the nutcracker like the nutcracker <laughs> dream battle yeah. like why yeah it's the nutcracker what's the point they're making everything into an action movie <laughs> well, uh, yeah it's like it's like everybody realized a formula that works and they're taking every previous property and trying to map it onto that to get those people into it. Yeah. It was like, even like Noah, do you remember the movie about the like Noah's Ark? They turned it into like a war movie with like these like rock golems that were attacking. It was <laughs> insane. Am <laughs> I thinking of the right thing? I, I don't know, but I remember uh, I had a roommate at the time when that movie came yeah. out. 
and her boyfriend, I think the comment was, uh, well, I mean, that's not the way it really happened. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like Noah's Ark. He just like built it and got the animals and he turned it into this like war movie that was crazy. Well, I mean, even Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, it's a, you know, a, a, a weird story about a girl who goes into a weird place and sees messed up things. And they turned that into a war movie for no reason. Yeah, it's everything has been action movieified, and then this wasn't that way, but it was still more. It was still like it was like Family Guyified. Yeah, they they wanted to make uh, uh like a a modern successful cartoon, and it seems like to a certain extent they could have just made that. Y- you mean an old version of what they had, or just make a new cartoon? I see. Yeah. Yeah. To a certain extent. I mean, I do like having watched as much Scooby-Doo as I have by this point. There is like a lot for like the tropes and like the things like the, you know, like, for example, uh, we were talking, you, you really enjoyed the, the bit with the uh, sign language and how they were doing the voiceover for that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And to me, that kind of read as like you, in the original, you never got to see any of them in their own headspace aside from maybe Scooby and Shaggy being hungry. Like that's the only time that there's anything that a character wants or like needs in the original series. I need to eat. Otherwise it's just them bombing around a place and then getting scared. And it was kind of fun seeing that headspace for them where it's like, well, what happens if you turn off the volume of the outside world? Oh, this is what they're like. Yeah, that was good. So they did get rid of like their more essential bits and they also homogenized them all. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that you, that you brought that up. Cause I hadn't thought about that as much before, but they really do look more similar to each other and they kind of act more similar to each other. They even made their coloring the same, like three of them all have the same shade of orange and like they just made all their faces and looks more similar. Kind of the round with the, the rounded heads with the lengthy bodies. Yeah. I wonder how it would be watching an old one and then this one back to back. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, I feel I feel like it would make the old school one more dated feeling. Mm. Because but the I mean, that what we want that we that's what Scooby-Doo is. It's like the you want to feel like you that like 90s nostalgia. Well, like, do you ever go back and go back? I don't know if you ever did it the first time, but like, you ever listen to like Lenny Bruce albums or, or like albums from like the 60s? Uh, I think so. You know how like, I mean, I, and this might not happen for you, but it definitely happens for me. Like listening to a Lenny Bruce album, like I, I get it. I get why it would be funny, but like, it's not, it's not punching me like, you know, like a, like a Pete Holmes album or something would today because yeah. Because you kind of, you, you see like what he was doing at the time and why that would get an audience then, but like it doesn't get you now. Yeah, because I guess the conversation and also what was okay to talk about has changed. There's some bits in like Eddie Murphy stand-up that was like considered so like smart and edgy and it is like ridiculously offensive. Like just like <laughs> trashing gay people and just like trashing women and like, at the time it was considered so progressive and stuff. And it just like, now it's like cringy. Sure. And he got Dr. Doolittle and Andrew Dice Clay had to cry on Arsenio Hall. (laughs) Yeah. It's one or the other. That's my new hashtag. Justice for Dice. (laughs) Justice for Dice. (laughs) Um, Overall, that was good. That was fun. Yeah. Well, I like, uh, I mean, 
I think it's it's more broad for sure. Mm. And the it's funny because uh, speaking of the original one versus this one, there is an element of like there are like legitimate jokes, like set up punch style jokes. And, uh, you know, Scooby has all those one-liners. I think one of my favorite things is uh, Fred finally, like, gives up on trying to make everybody quiet. And he's just like, ugh, I give up. After, like, doing the who's on first argument for, like, five minutes. And he finally, like, exasperatedly gives up. And uh, Scooby just goes, attaboy, Fred. It punches you. And it's, like, laugh out loud funny. Whereas the original had a laugh track. And Shaggy would just say things like, Man, this is this is worse than a liverwurst sandwich. And then the laugh track would go off, and you're like, "What? Who, who, who's laughing at that?" Wait, I don't remember there being a laugh track in the originals. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? Oh yeah. What? Well, because that was Hanna Barbera's thing. Like, uh, you know, the Flintstones had a laugh track. Jetsons had a laugh track. It did. Yeah, there were there were structured like sitcoms. Like wow, we always find the scariest things, but there's no use being scared on an empty stomach. Have a peanut. Take two. They're small. I was looking at the old one, and I the thing that I noticed the most was. Shaggy's like skin beard thing is so unpleasant. It's very unnerving. It's horrifying. It's like he has a whole, it's just like he has like a, it's just like a piece of skin. It's the same color as his face, but it's supposed to be a beard. Why didn't they just shade that shit in? (laughs) Shade it in. It looks unpleasant. I hate it. Shade it in. (laughs) Yeah. Did you get the laugh track though? I haven't gotten the laugh track, but I did notice they like way over explain things. So like, like in this one, when they were tricking the monster with the whole baby gag, they just did it. And that one, they're like, they're like, they're like, it was like, Scooby, we need to like trick the monster first. I'm going to build a paper hat. And like in the new one, they just do it. They like, it's clear what's happening. I feel like the old one was basically written like a radio show. I mean, because everything uh, is like, look over there on that balcony up above us. I think I can see the monster, you know? <laughs> I wonder if it's just as the audiences are smarter now. I don't know. People are just like, or maybe they're, they were, maybe it's aimed at an older crowd. Maybe this, this new one is aimed at like, you know, eight to 12 or something. And the old one was aimed at like four to eight. Well, also, I mean, like, h- how much cartoons were these people watching? And, like, what was what were they doing when they weren't writing cartoons? Like, I feel like the impetus for being a cartoon writer back then was, like, hey, I got a friend who's funny. Let's bring him in. <laughs> like, I mean, this isn't the Smothers Brothers writing room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it was still, like, a high-profit asset. They're not throwing anyone in the room. Sure, sure. But I wonder how much of it was like, I mean, like how, how, what would prevent them from writing it over expositorially? You know, like what, what rule book was saying like, oh, by the way, uh, oh, I see. a weird thing for you to do. So don't do that. Maybe they were just being clear because it was for a different audience that didn't know this kind of show as well. Mm. I don't know. Or maybe that was just the thing of the time that like you could be, now you get, people turn off if it's more exposition-y because they're not used to it. Also, maybe we just have gotten better TV and we're better at writing now. 
Right. Well, we've, we've been watching TV since TV came out and we have all of that. We have all of the access to it now more than ever. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you can watch the Dick Van Dyke show and you can watch MASH now, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. that combination informs how you're going to look at TV. But I mean, if you're Norman Lear, hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to wing it. <laughs> I'm the first person to do this. Stop me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you're kind of figuring out the rules as you go. Right. So, uh, I mean, closing thoughts. What, what, uh, I mean, let, let's start broad and we'll kind of narrow in it. Did you like it? I did. I think there was aspects that I liked. The bits were better than I remember. They were more mature than I remember. I did, overall, I did, I was looking more for that nostalgia factor and I felt like they over modernized and like the music was weird in the chase scene and like the characters just like didn't look right. They like got rid of a lot of the like characterness of them. Like, Shaggy wasn't as Shaggy. Velma wasn't as Velma. Daphne wasn't as Daphne. Like everyone just got like more towards a middle point rather than being like so so weird and different from each other. It didn't toe the line between trying to update and also pay tribute to the original. I think they were trying. They just they just modernized. Yeah, they like modernized in a way that I think diluted the old characters a little bit. But it's, it wasn't unpleasant to watch. It was still a good show with good bits. Sure. Do you watch a lot of modern cartoons? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. <laughs> I like 3D faces. <laughs> Bro, all I watch, Avatar 3D. <laughs> and Deadwood. <laughs> and Deadwood. Big Deadwood. <laughs> Well, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. Do you have anything uh, in the way of pimpage? Uh, check me out on Twitter, I guess, at Zach Bornstein. Great. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on, sir. Yeah. Good luck in your, like, uh, sex lounge or whatever this is uh, that you have stuff up here. Oh, your morning sex lounge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your <laughs> dim, sultry lighting for a podcast? Hey, a podcast where no one else is in the room. <laughs> you know, I just like that alone. So time. sultry for yourself. <laughs> like leather chairs everywhere. It's just like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's like you lit a candle for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a few. <laughs> oh my god, you definitely fucking here. <laughs> <laughs> this is zero percent chance. You know, there's probably like a button you press and a sex swing comes down. <laughs> this, this is the sexiest podcast recording studio I've ever seen. It's like a, it's like a bachelor pad from a 1960s movie. <laughs> you know, the, the light switches where the circular bed comes out of the floor and the record player starts. The bed starts shaking. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on, sir. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. And uh, as always, to you and yours this holiday season, uh, uh, right on. Keep it bold and flavorful, man.
What's With You Scooby-Doo is a member of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Visit StolenDress.com to check out our other Stolen Dress podcasts, blogs, tweets, videos, and books.